tell them to bring me my money. Okay, we are back. It is the It's Just Money podcast, season two, episode three. Another football topic from here on out. If you have missed the first two, you missed quite a bit. We're just talking about football here, and we're going to hit a lot of college football tonight, a lot of personal college football stuff. We're going to all four of us, but three teams, Iowa State, Iowa, Nebraska previews. We'll go in order by, um, eh, no, we'll go Iowa State, Nebraska, Iowa. Keep it a little different so we can change pages. But before we get to that, let's talk about oh, social media. Shaper, what's that face for? It's just face. Oh, yeah, the boys are here, by the way. We're all here. Schaefer was going to be boys like, if he says my name here. sucks, I'm going to be so mad. You get an early episode this week. Uh, I fly out to Baltimore to watch my watch JP and I's Orioles play three times for the first time in my life in Camden Yards. So that'll be fun. That's why you're getting it early. Anyway, down, social media baby. pages. Instagram, no, we're not. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at It's Just Money Pod. Throw them a follow. Good content going out there. Um, a lot more football content and more consistency. So please give it a follow. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. She probably already knows. Um, she probably already knows. But plug it all. She okay. <laughs> Let's jump into it because these are going to take a little bit of time. I would like to go through a full schedule each. Tell me your prediction for each game so I can come back and tell you if you're right or not. So I want you to at least give me a score for each of your team's oh, game. I, was, I, let sh- I, was, I do not know if I was ready for a full schedule. Oh, no, no, no. Ooh. You're ready. You have a general oh. idea. Okay. Let's go to Schaefer. Schaefer, Iowa State football preview predictions, picks. Um, tell me all about them, what we can expect, and what you expect. Yeah, I think you can expect the uh, unexpected, to be completely honest. I mean, I'm looking forward to this season uh, more than last year. I think that's... Really? I mean, obviously, yeah. Yeah, it can be, because I think last year had a lot of anxiety, a lot of, un I don't know, an unknown about, like, we've never been in this situation before. We're in, like, college football playoff talks that's never been even a thought in my mind dating back to when since I was in diapers. I never thought that was even possible. Um, so this year, I mean, it's kind of like a new page. And I think it's the new chapter of Matt Campbell's career here at Iowa State. And I think we're going to find out within the next year or two whether or not Campbell should have taken some of those NFL jobs. Or is he uh, Bill Snyder, Kirk Ferentz-esque, he's in it for the long haul and He's going to stay and the talent's just going to overturn every single year. And maybe, maybe we are going to be like an Iowa, maybe seven, eight, nine wins is going to be a consistent thing for us. And I think it starts with this year because the talent is still there. There's talent that's returned. Yes. We lost a ton of uh, depth, a lot of seniors, a lot of talent, but there's also really good young talent that hasn't had a ton of experience that's returning. But we also get a couple of veteran leaders like Will McDonald, Orion Vance, Anthony Johnson leading the defense. Uh, obviously Xavier Hutchinson's back at receiver to give uh, new face Hunter Deckers uh, an option to go to a reliable option to go to. And that's kind of Iowa state. I think for anyone who's paid attention to this team or really paid close attention, it's how good is this Hunter Deckers? Um, I'm really excited to see him. I mean, we've seen little bits and pieces of him from either blowouts or Brock got hurt a couple of times. Um, And he's got the intangibles to be, 
as good as advertised, but obviously talent doesn't make up everything. IQ and what just, what about the offensive line and the running back situation? Because you have Jareel Brock left. Is he yes. a guy or is it going to be by committee? Like offensive line wise, are you that are you just going to see a solid group, do you think? Or do you think you're going to have maybe some issues to start the year? Like I advised, we knew it would be a problem, and it was. I think the running back room is going to be the biggest weakness of this team, but I think there's still talent there. Uh, going back to what's it been now? Five years. We had David Montgomery for two or three years, and we, then we had Brees Hall. Yeah, you've been spoiled awesome. a little bit. Like you've been so. Joel Brock like, only rushed for 174 players. yards last year. He we got to talk about the experience factor here. See, he, not across well, the board, but he only rushed for 174 yards last year, dude. And it's not in the stats, okay? For anyone who watched Iowa State, he played a lot more downs than that. He was our pass protector um, in certain situations. And for people who don't know, Jarrell Brock was ranked higher than Brees Hall. They were in the same class. Uh, and unfortunately, and Brees Hall is Brees Hall. He caught lightning in a bottle. Honestly, I didn't think Brees Hall was going to turn out to the guy he was, and that was just unfortunate to Jarrell Brock. He but just forgot how to pass block. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's done his time. And uh, it's his turn. And Eli Sanders is going to get a lot of uh, carries. Deion Silas is going to get a lot of carries. I think it's going to be kind of a three-back rotation, much like Brees' freshman year when we had Johnny Lang and I think it was Sheldon Crony. And then Brees just became the guy. So maybe one of these three will become the guy. Maybe it will be Jirel. I'm not sure. I kind of hope so. And back to your point about the offensive line, a ton of experience returns, but – like I've heard before, experience doesn't always equal talent. Um, I think there's pieces that's moved around. Uh, Trevor Downing is a fantastic guard that was moved to center, um, and I'm excited to see that. Parks, you got a question? Yes. Do you think on the offensive side, staying on the offensive side of the ball, do you feel like losing both Chase Allen and Kohler are going to be a bigger loss, or do you think it's just going to make – um, Hutchinson, and then they had another um, Noel. Noel. Yeah, Jalen uh, Noel. Yeah, Jalen Noel. Do you think they're going to have to make up for that, or like, how's the tight end room? Because that was one space where I don't know who they had in the back behind those two. Um, they got a couple of young guys, Tyler Moore, uh, Easton Dean, are guys that I think could be okay. I mean, they're they're not going to be Charlie Kohler. They're not going to be Chase Allen. I think they'll be fine. I'm interested to see if Tom Manning continues to rely heavily on his tight ends. I think that, like I said before. I think the young talents there, it's rather just, I don't know if they have the experience yet or not. Um, so I think it could be there. But no, obviously, Xavier Hutchinson is going to be the main piece of this offense. And I think he's talented enough to do it. He's a big, long receiver who can is a deep threat. Um, and he's been an absolute stud, even with Kohler, even with Allen. Uh, obviously, the focus will be on him. So it's going to show uh, how talented is this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's little pieces there and there. I think we have okay receivers. I think it's good enough to just wear – it's kind of going to be a test to Tom Manning. Is your scheme going to be good enough this year where are the young uh, tight ends going to make plays? Are you going to get those average receivers open? Because they can get in space and make plays in space. It's just a matter of can your offensive coordinator draw up some plays? Um, and then, I mean, back to that offensive line, I think that, yeah, the, the experience is there. They showed a little bit of flash in that Clemson game against arguably, I think, the best defensive line in the country. Uh, they played all right, honestly, and Jairo Brock ran the ball all right. So there, that game left a great note, I think. It left a positive note going into this year. Um, I mean, ceiling, I think eight wins, floor. Honestly, I'm going to say five. I think I think they're going to miss. Yeah, like, like you're saying, your floor and ceiling should be that far apart because you are now in a conference that is so unpredictable. 
Like the Big 12 is wide open. Right. As wide open as we've seen a Power 5 conference going into the season. Like as we've ever seen, almost. And, like, and I think that's an aspect that helps, but I also think it's an aspect that in those situations right. so wide open, veteran players make a difference. And I Maybe think, not the most talented, but they've been there. No, absolutely. But it's kind of one of those things is like we had all this veteran experience last year. I mean, what are we doing? We can't go to Morgantown. We can't go to Lubbock without not getting a stop and we lose both those games. So I'm kind of over the fact of, oh, we're losing all of this experience and all the statistics. You know what? I- I'm ready for a fresh page. I have nothing but love and respect for Brock Purdy and everybody else involved that gave us gr- four great years, four mm-hmm. great years of memories. But I'm ready to turn the page. I'm super excited to watch these young guys. And you know what? They might let me down and win four or five games. But if they win eight, I tell you what, it's going to be the most exciting eight wins I've seen in my in my career as an Iowa State fan. So before you kind of go into like game by game, like Parks was kind of saying we're going to do, what do you think the – we know your aspect of it. Like you're a little bit different view than most Iowa State fans. Truly, what do you think the masses think right now? What are What is Cyclone Twitter saying? What are the – you know, fair weather fans, what are they saying right now? And do you think it's the, do you the think fair it's weather like fra- given? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I think the masses, like, first of all, masses, I don't know if you mean by like just an average college football fan, not a specific Iowa State masses, fan. as in like if you pulled everybody, like, what would that poll say? Like, right, record wise, um, I, I think everyone thinks this team's probably just gonna go six and six. Uh, they have no idea, they know a couple of our names on our roster, and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. they got some talent back, they'll probably win six games. I think Matt Campbell's an okay coach, but I think after last year, it's kind of like they're just kind of over-talking about and overhearing about Matt Campbell. I don't know yeah. about how you guys feel. Sure, as an Iowa fan, I'm sure you're done hearing all the Matt Campbell talks and how great of a coach he is, and then he goes out last year and kind of put a seven and six season together. Um, yeah. As far as the average Iowa State fan, I would hope that they've done enough research to know that um, I haven't heard any like big, big predictions like nine, ten wins. I haven't heard anything like that, but like it's just been kind of quiet. And I think like the casual is just not that far into it. Basketball has had a fantastic off season. I think it's starting to become almost that we're getting all into back when the Yang was around mm-hmm. and we're back into basketball again. It's like, no, it, this is like the most exciting football season. It could be like, just even like talking to my friends or <laughs> I don't know if he's going to listen, but even my dad, he's like, oh, I don't know what to expect from this team. I don't know who's out there until they play. It's like, well, Maybe do your research and watch the Clemson game last year, and you'll have a better idea yeah, going into the give year. a fuck level's got to grow a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Dad. The just looking at it like preview magazines that we were talking about earlier. Phil Steele had him finishing fifth in the Big Twelve. Athlon has him sixth. Yep. Boom, a seven and five, six and six, like what you're saying. In my opinion, looking from the outside in, it's a team that needs to find more than. Hutchinson offensively for it to have success. I think the defense will find their way to be good. I think it is a spot where even losing like a lot of your DBs in the transfer portal, things like that, they're still going to be solid unit. They're not going to win you games, but they'll keep you in every game. Can you get the play at the right time? Kind of thing. Right. Are you going to have those, not necessarily stars, but playmakers outside of the two. So that's where I see them. I don't see them being bad. They're never going to be a pushover. I mean, you're simply, they're out of the pushover range. Like I don't see them in that aspect. Right. Um, Parks doesn't have to play him any anymore, so he's like maybe not as seasoned looking at him in the last year or two. But you talk about him all the time. 
So like I see him in that seven and five, well, that, and six and, and six that's what two. you get like out of Matt Campbell teams, right? Like there's never been a game I don't think Matt Campbell's had a chance of losing or winning. Like he's given himself a chance in every single game he's played. Um, and we just Iowa didn't State, have, we've never had that before. Iowa State has only lost two games by more than fourteen points in their last sixty-four. So was that was that Iowa game last year? Fourteen points. I don't even remember. Iowa uh, won by ten. <laughs> <laughs> Went for a live late game push. Yeah. It was 27 17. Parks, what do you think from the, the outside? I just don't know what to think of this team. Defensively, I think they're going to be better, just like they were last year. Iowa State's offense was their weak point last year. And if you look at it, like their defense was so good. Every game, mm-hmm. they kept them in that Clemson game and when their offense wasn't doing shit. Um, so I don't know. It's really going to be have to be a test, test with Deckers. If he fits in the system well, if he can get the ball to Hutchinson, but their tight ends were a bigger part of their offense than people realize, I think. So I think however that room's fulfilled will pretty much depend on their year. I think the ceiling's eight wins. Mm-hmm. Reese, do you That's have any questions? You didn't watch them much last year just with your situation. Like, what do you, do you have any? No, no, you did miss one thing. This tech hit a 69 yard field goal to beat them. Now, yeah, that was the that was the best when any of you guys were at the house for us watching random college football highlights. And Shay was like, Where's it at? I know it's coming. There it is. And he goes, God damn it. <laughs> just, just brutal, dude. Brutal. Mark it down. But no, I was going to say, do you think it, you keep saying how you think it's like a, a new year or whatever for Campbell? Like, do you think it's just because you guys had the high expectations last year and it just didn't happen? Or do you think it's just because you have a new quarterback? And like a whole new like kind of outlook like for your guys' team now. Like now, do you think it's just like, like, think like it's, this is the chance for you guys to like now become like that Iowa team where you're like your expectation is seven, eight wins, seven, eight, nine wins every year, or is it like you guys are still hoping for well, this is this is what Matt Campbell thrives on. I mean, this is how he got his career started at Iowa State, right? It's like not being in the spotlight, being under the radar. And I think that he's really, really excited. I know that's saying a lot, and Matt Campbell's never going to make any sort of comment or lean towards any comment that he's that excited over this team more than any other season. Um, but I think that this is kind of what he thrives himself on is being the underdog, being under the radar, being forgotten about and uh, kind of shaking up the room yeah. a little bit. I think you're the thing with that too, is like in the big 12, I don't think coaches are ever going to look them 100% in the big yep. 12. Nobody's going to overlook them. Nobody's going to want like going to Ames thinking they're just, 2011 Iowa State, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, yeah, and I think that like people are gonna like to that point. I think people are gonna want to beat us even more, like from the years that we beat on these teams, and they're gonna be like wanting to go Iowa State to go back to this little mm-hmm. brother that they want to beat on again and try to get revenge on if they have any sort of chance. Yeah, for sure. Say no, yeah. say no, Paul Rhodes, Iowa State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so do you want me to break down the schedule for you? I'm staring at it right here. Yeah. Just go game by game, see if you see a W or Give L. us a final score. Of each game? Yes, depending upon what you believe on. Okay. I get South- it's going to be tough, but what if you hit one on the head? I just want to go back to it. Right. I get most of these are not going to be right. Southeast Missouri, um, it's going to, like I talked about J- with JP last week, it's just going to be such a refresh to just, no offense to Southeast Missouri, just to see a poor fcs team for once in our lives <laughs> no uh, offense just but just to a shit dick team well i mean that's that's always been campbell's but thing it's like respect. he just has poor starts to in september i don't get it i don't understand why it's just slow every september i think that we need to start fast i think they're gonna win this game 
I don't think the offense is going to put up a ton of points. They win the game. It'll go 35 to seven. I think that the defense will really create havoc on the defensive line and pressure. Uh, we're going to win that game 35 to seven. Uh, right off the bat, we have the Iowa game. I, you know, it's been seven years. I, I can't, I can't say we're going to win the football game. I'm done giving us a chance until proven otherwise. Uh, so just quarterback or not, I don't care what the situation is in Iowa City, especially when you go there. Um, Campbell's just going to eight in a row unless something happens. And it would be this team that would fucking pull it off more than anything out of nowhere. I'm going to say Iowa wins the game. Honestly, uh, 14-10. I'm going to say go. Iowa good wins the pick. game. Four, that's a good, that's a good score prediction. Uh, God, it's going to be brutal watching Take the whole Take the thing. under. under, 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 under like, it's going to be like 29 and a half. That's going to be 20. Mm-hmm. That's going to be 29 and a half. Um, Ohio's on the schedule. Another, another poor Mac team. This is going to be similar uh, to that UNLV game last year. We're pissed off after the Iowa loss. We finally start clicking a little bit with chemistry and everything. I think we beat that team uh, 45 to 10. Uh, I think we just piss pound Ohio, especially at home. Uh, Baylor. Now this is the interesting one because I've talked about Baylor. I just, how can you not say that this team is going to win the conference with everybody that they bring back? Um, a little new face at quarterback. Not really. I guess he did play the big 12 championship in the bowl game. Uh, I just, I want to say they're going to win this football game, but, um, it is, yeah, at home. you know what? I, I like, I like the history of both of these games. Uh, going every other year with win loss, win loss uh, in Waco and Ames. We're gonna beat them at home. I'm gonna give us. Uh, let's go 35, uh, 28, uh, winning a kind of a higher scoring game, higher than people think, especially with both of those defenses. Kansas on the road. I think it's gonna be a tougher game than what we expect, um, especially coming off that. We're gonna be on a high coming off that Baylor win. Uh, I'm gonna go. Honestly, probably uh, 31, 21. I think it's gonna be. Harder, tougher than what we expect. Uh, Kansas is not going to be a, an absolute pushover this year. Now, Kansas State at home is the tricky one. Um, I'm glad to see them at home. Seeing them this early in October is a little different. Uh, but we have just looking at the schedule: Kansas State at home at Texas. If, 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 if you want to do anything, you got to win one of those. So I'm gonna. I can't say I don't want to lose to Texas. That is a tough three games in a row, right there. That's a tough three game stretch because we have Oklahoma at home the next game. Oh, staring at it. I'm gonna say, man, man, oh man. I'm gonna go. We're gonna. I want to see more out of Adrian Martinez. Is the only thing. Given Adrian Martinez's experience and history, I'm gonna say we win the football game as of today. Uh, I think they get out of that game 24-14. So what are we staring at here? I mean, I got us at six and one. <laughs> I was gonna say twenty three seventeen, Shave. That was six. so close to me. So we're we are what six and one, five and one. One, two, three, five and four, one. Five and one. All right. We're gonna lose at Texas. I think that it's just the talent and what we've won the last three against Texas. Texas. I don't give a shit. I hate you so much. How the fuck <laughs> do you lose across three years in a row? That's just it. it's unexplainable. It's inexcusable. You can't lose at home. Uh, I think especially with the talent they have this year, I think Iowa State's going to struggle. I see uh, 27 to 10 winning uh, for Texas and Austin, 5 and 2. Now, Oklahoma at home. I can't say we're going to lose to Oklahoma. I can't. As bad as I've talked down about them this year, I cannot backtrack and talk bad about this Oklahoma football team or talk good about this Oklahoma football team. At home, 
gonna give us that win. We're gonna go 21-17. So we're staring at six and two. West Virginia at home. I just can't. I have to see it out of Neil Brown. I have to. Um, we're gonna see it. I can't wait to see it Thursday uh, in a couple weeks against Pitt. For right now, I can't say we're gonna lose. So win that football game. Are you writing all these down parks, or what are you jotting them in your head? Or are you just gonna go back and listen? No, I come back. I come back and listen. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, West Virginia. I think we're gonna dominate them, uh, especially after last year's loss. It's just absolutely inexcusable, especially at home in November. Uh, 31-14, we beat West Virginia at Oklahoma State. I just don't love Spencer Sanders, but I hate playing in Stillwater. That is that is very, very uh, under the radar. It's a tough place to play. Uh, I think Iowa State's going to struggle again, especially against their defense. 24-10, to 10, we're going to lose that football game. Texas Tech, um, if we lose to Texas Tech again, <laughs> if we lose to those fucking guys, I don't care. I honestly, like, it's at the point where, like, we better go 1-11 and and beat Texas Tech more than I think Iowa. Like, at this point, I'm that or Kansas State, uh, especially after last year. Uh, defense better show up. I'm not sure what the quarterback situation is going to be. I don't know why they're going back to Shuck when they, the dude who threw for 400 yards on us was the backup. Whatever. We're going to win the football game. Let's put it on them. Let's go 42-21. We win that football game. Uh, and at TCU, I think TCU's a – if they stay healthy, they're an under-the-radar team. Uh, that's a tough game to play at the end of the month. I'm, I'm just going to chalk us up for a loss. I think it's going to be a Iowa State fashion heartbreaker, 24-21 at TCU. So I believe I have us at 8-4 and four there. 7-5 is what I had. Oh, really? TCU. Did you say yeah. you're beating Oklahoma State? No, no, okay. and then you lost to Texas, Kansas, West Virginia, State, or Baylor, right? Nope, we didn't lose to West Virginia. So our four losses are Iowa, Texas, basic all of our road games, but Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma State, TCU, Iowa, and I'm not going to admit it, but there's definitely another loss in there. So seven and five. Wait, and you I'm didn't gonna... say Oklahoma State? Yeah, I did. No, he, Oklahoma State. He, he says it's Texas, too tough to go down TCU, there. TCU. Yeah. I think we get, we're going to lose one at home, uh, unfortunately. Hopefully it's not to Oklahoma or Kansas State. But uh, So 8-5 and five, or 7-5, and 8-4. Would, would, like would you swap like a Texas win to like beat Iowa? Or would you rather beat Texas? Uh, depends. If we are 1-2-3-0 going into Austin, then I would take the Texas game. But if we lost to Kansas State and Baylor and we're one and two, just give me the Iowa game. Like that, and, I was uh, looking at when you were when you're going through all the games, like if you if you guys go well and you in Texas plays well, like week seven, there's a chance that could be game day. I don't know. Oh, there's a lot of good games that week though. There's well, the USC, Utah, Penn State, Michigan. I guess Penn State's not gonna be that good this year, never mind. There's gonna be a lot of good games that week. Like if both teams are playing well, it could be a game day scenario for you. They're shaping the clones. Yeah, um, I don't think game day's coming back. Are you saying well, one and two at conference play at that point, or two? I have us. Well, I said three and zero. Oh. Well, before, yeah, but when, but for the, yeah, three and zero, oh, I had us down. But we're definitely, I believe, we'll probably drop one between there. But I just gotcha. don't want to admit either or because I hate Baylor, I hate Kansas State. So, dang, cool. Okay, so there eight. it is. There it is. Yep. I said, eight and four. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I have us down for eight and four, but we're going to go seven and five. You predict which one we're going to lose in there. 
Let's set up the team uh, to the west of them clones, Nebraska. Parks, what do we got here? I mean, coming off a tougher year, but you're liking your schedule look. I love the schedule. It's for the first time in a long time, I feel good about what, who our preseason opponents before um, we get to our meaningful game, which we always have week three or four. Can I? However, I literally, the first thing I, I went down to really look into it, kind of get my notes down on paper. And the first thing I wrote down is I have no fucking clue. It is a new era within not a new era. Like you were talking about massive changes at every skill position on the offensive side of the ball. You are talking about a new offensive coordinator who has a completely different point of view than Scott Frost. Um, the only thing they share really is kind of a pass first to set up the run, but it's different formations, different motions, minimal, minimal swing passes in his offense. I've watched many, many videos, minimal swing passes. Um, so it's going to be a new Nebraska team, really. It feels like a new coach. It really does. And Frost has said that like it's so different now because he's not handling all of the offense and Lubick's just there. It's like a guy who's integrated. We're running his offense and Frost is just putting his input into his offense. The defensive side of the ball, I feel fine. Besides uh, our defensive backs, I have no idea what to expect from our defensive backs. Um, we lose Cam Taylor Britt. We lose Markel Dismuke. And people, people talk shit on Markel Dismuke. Because he tackles like, uh, what's the anime kid's name? Naruto? Naruto? Naruto. He, that's how he tackled. Um, <laughs> but nobody ever threw near him. He was always really good in coverage. Um, so I don't know. Defensively, I feel better. The linebacker room's always been great. It's going to be great. Standout Luke Reimer this year in replace of Jojo Doman. Heinrich's still back there. Defensive end slash outside linebacker Garrett Nelson. He plays that swing position in the 3-4. He'll, he'll be the star, star point of the entire defense, and then the transfer room. That's the biggest difference. That's what made our offense and our defensive line. O'Shawn Mathis out of TCU, he's a monster. He's supposed to lead the defensive line. On the offensive side of the ball, you're looking at changes. I heard the quarterback rooms as follow. Casey Thompson, who's I heard not very liked in the locker room so far, and then Purdy behind him, and then Smothers. So I'm sure we'll lose Smothers halfway through the year um, or earlier. But those will be the two guys. And so that opens up the quarterback argument of who should be playing, just like when McCaffrey and Martinez were going at it. And then the running back room is what I feel the best about, honestly. Obviously, our addition of wide receivers, I feel really, really good about. But our running back room is going to be stacked. Gabe Irwin, Gabe Irwin Jr., he was a starter last year, got hurt early. He's really, really good blocking-wise if we do pass the ball. Um, but he's also a great runner. Ramir Johnson stepped in for him, had a great year, kind of a, an under-the-radar standout year for him. Um, he was one of the leading receivers on the team as a, out of the running back position. But then again, that has something to do with the swing passes. So it's super hard to pr produce or say who's going to be the standout player. Um, another guy I'm super, super excited about out of the New Mexico Military Institute, Anthony Grant. This is a super long running back. Six six arms are a seven foot seven and a half foot wingspan. Super long guy, super quick. Had a couple of really good runs before they pull him out in the spring game. Huge dude. He's gonna be super skinny. Like he's gonna be good. He's kind of reminds me of Maurice Washington. Um, and then Marquis Step was on that list, but he transferred a couple weeks ago. So, um, but we can't forget. This is the highlight of the point. This is the guy that's gonna stand out. You kind of saw hints of him last year. Jaquez Yant. Um, I call him Eddie Lacy Jr. He's six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds. And he's quicker than a motherfucker. 
So that's who I'm really excited to see as our running back room. Besides, if you look on the other side of the ball, not on the other side of the ball, but outside, Trey Palmer, LSU transfer, five-star recruit, supposed to be the standout in the wide receiver room. Um, and then, obviously, we have a lot of freshmen coming in that are supposed to be pretty good. The coldest Crossford, who's been tra- uh, trending the last couple of days for the best NIL deal in history. I mean, we we have some young guys in the wide receiver position that are going to be good, but we still retained Oliver Martin, Iowa transfer. Um, so we have, we have guys coming back. Yeah, Michigan, Iowa transfer. Michigan, Iowa, Nebraska. He just can't leave the Big Ten. I heard he's a dickhead, too. So if you're listening to this, Oliver, fix it. <laughs> I, um, I would just okay. say, like, That's, are you going to be in a spot where you think with uh, the new offensive corner, Whipple coming in from Pitt, that threw the ball a ton, going to be – they don't need to be as talented because they're going to be running schemes that are so elaborate and you have a guy that can get in the football. Is it going to be like – you know, if you're open, you're open. We're not going to have any stars. Or do you think one or two to really show? I think we need one to show, especially with how good defensive backs are in the Big Ten. Because I think that's something that the, the country overlooks. Like, think about Michigan and Ohio State and Iowa's defensive backs. Think about how good they are. Like, it's so important to have a guy that can get through coverage, like, like a mm-hmm. David Bell. So I think Trey Palmer has to step up to that position for this offense to work. But I think having an experienced pocket presence like Casey Thompson is going to be super beneficial. And I think that's going to be one of the bigger changes that people see as well is like Martinez. Yes, he made his mistakes, but when he dropped back and he started scrambling, if he was playing against you, Oh fuck. There he goes. There he goes. He could run. And Thompson really isn't known for that. I mean, he can do it, but he's more of a pocket guy. So it'll be interesting to see that. But, no, I do think they do need a uh, standout guy, and I think Trey Palmer needs to be that because he's quick as can be. Is the defense going to be as good as last year, or do you think they take a step back? Because it was a real last year. And not saying that, like, it can't be replicated because it certainly can. But do you think I, I, the bigger pieces are just too much, but they'll still be solid or what? I feel like it's got to be an on-field tell product because the highlight of our defense was our linebacking core, which is still going to be the highlight. Because you lose Jojo Doman, but you get Heinrich with a year more experience and Luke Reimer, who has multiple years of experience, who's a stud. But then I think our defensive backs were the second part of that that were really good. We lose mm-hmm. those two guys that I said. And then we had guys behind him that played later in the year that are good. Miles Farmer, you're going to see a lot of him. Um, Quentin Newsom, you'll see a lot of him. But then I think the highlight of it is that could make them a little better. Um, or at least retain or make up for the loss of those DBs is the defensive line. We had no guys that were big names besides the linebackers that play in that three, four switch um, that were big names. But I think Mathis could add to that. So I think our defense will be as good, if not a tad bit better, but pretty, pretty similar. Mm -hmm. I just think this team comes down to one thing, right? And everybody knows it. Scott Frost 20 has 29 losses in his four years as coach at, at Nebraska and 20 of them have been of eight points or less. 20 of the 29 losses are eight points or less. We have to have a guy that can come up and make a stop or a guy that can drive down the field and score. We had multiple situations last year where if we would have drove down and score, we win the football game. Special teams has been made up. We went out and got the FCS punter of the year. We got an FCS kicker transfer who won kicker of the year in his conference. So I think that part has been taken care of. We hired a special teams coordinator in Bill Bush, who I heard did an excellent job within the first week of clearing that room out. Went up to Nebraska's punter. This is a story told by 
uh, an inside source that I will not be giving, um, went up to Nebraska's punter last year and said, hit the portal, buddy. And the guy said, no, I want to be a part of this. I want to make the changes. I want to be a part of the new special teams rebrand. He said, nope, you're not going to do it here. He said, you're not allowed to practice. Don't come to lifting. You can stay on the team if you want, but you're not coming to anything. So he transferred. Nebraska's punter transferred. That's what That was the first action Bill Bush took. Brought in new guys. So I think the special teams I have, and I'll go over this when I go to the schedule, but I'll let you guys ask questions that I can help. I, I just think that with this Nebraska team and kind of, I don't know, to years past, I think the excitement for this year is, I mean, no offense to the talent on the roster. I think there's pieces there, but the excitement is more of the schedule. It's not the talent that is being given this year. I think in years past, um, like last year in particular, the year before, it was like, look at these guys we're bringing back. Um, Martinez is one year older, blah, blah, blah. Look at the talent. And this year, and it's just like, it's it literally and it's it does it not simply come down to holy shit our schedule's easy as fuck we can't fuck this up or it is over right and i i'll gonna say that when we go to the schedule but i agree completely at least for me or fans who haven't a a clue because nebraska is one of those ones that you're always going to hear about the preseason because it's nebraska fans who i'll be first to tell you aren't like the most seeing eye of really what's going on there's a downside of it that you'll see in a lot of the Twitter comments of how negative people are. But then there's the other side that's like, got this new stuff going in. But yes, that, that should be a bigger factor in people's minds that we do have a way more favorable schedule than we do. We did in years past. Cause I think like talent wise, uh, offensive line is huge. And I think that just, I that's just a big piece. I just don't think, I don't know. I have to see it. I think that that might be the weakest link of the entire team is the offensive line my personal opinion however and not a lot of people know this but last year we had our best week obviously northwestern at home we went 56 to 7 we had an offensive line set that game that was brand new first time they'd ever used it it was obviously ideal and working and then next game first play two of those guys go down so they lose those two guys four of the five on the offensive line were freshmen so they all have a year under their belt now um, Cam Jurgens was the senior under a center who was probably the, the shining star of the offensive line. He goes to the Eagles. So I think replacing him and then the year of experience, let alone will be good. But then we get that setback where those guys are playing along with Oklahoma state transfer on the offense uh, at left tackle. So we did make additions there. We had a huge transfer year. We brought in 17 transfers. Um, so it's, it's really like we're plugging and playing guys with that. We've seen play. I love transfers. I think that transfers are needed. Um, I just think that when it comes to transfers, I think that there is too much. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes there is. I think when you're in Nebraska's case and you need a full-blown reset, maybe 17 transfers is the answer. I think that, but most programs and most established programs, especially now in today's world, they go and get that two or three guys in their transfer portal that they need holes to fill, and that's it. The only thing I'm concerned about with 17 transfer portals guys is just the intangibles that we talk about it's like honestly chemistry is a big thing and i get yeah it. Like, they talk they're about division, that a shit ton they're division and, and, one guys and they spend mm-hmm. all this time together i get that but like it's still 17 brand new guys and everyone was the best player on their team and they're coming to nebraska or wherever else they're going to they're the man now that's why they're there they're transferring for that new job maybe they didn't get the opportunity because coach quote-unquote screwed them over at the old school 
I'm not saying that the transfers aren't a good thing, but that's definitely a factor that could lead to a bunch of transfers. They talked about that a lot in spring practices, early pressers is guys trying, they're not even trying to figure the offense out because everybody's learning at the same time, but Mm -hmm. trying to work as a team. Cause that's another thing with experience comes like you learn tendencies and what this guy likes to do. So they have such a short amount of time to do that, that that is a bigger piece than people think that's a good point. I think with, with, I don't know, Thompson too, I'm just interested to see his, his intangibles as well, because he's unlike Martinez. I mean, he was 24 and nine last year. His stats are there. I mean, he, throws the ball well he's talented i've watched the guy for the last two years i just you know it kind of that's kind of my whole thing and it's easy and cliche to say that but i think nebraska is going to come down to number one the offensive line play and number two like it just are you going to have it like are you going to be a leader are you going to have the leaders are you going to finish football games like i don't Mm -hmm. think anything else needs to be said about this team the talent's there um you're bringing in a new offensive coordinator that's proven himself at pitt and it's just like Scott Frost, you just gonna are you gonna fucking do it or not? Because this is it. <laughs> that's just kind of I mean, I, you want to talk about outsiders' perspective. I know, like we did it last on Iowa State. That's that's my outsiders' perspective. Let's jump into that schedule. Let's see what you got, Parks. Okay, so I'll just go as quick as I can, and I have to make a disclaimer before I am one of those guys. I love to drink the Kool Aid. I love it. <laughs> I drink. I chug it. And I never, I'm not outlandish about it, but if you ask me, I drink the shit out of it. I so, take, take a gallon of it. Short story. We don't have to go over it. Parks has him down as 12 and 0 and winning the Nuts. <laughs> no, I, not that far, but it's way more than people think. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, but like I said, these are all going to change week one when I kind of figure out who we are. Um, Northwestern, that's the biggest game of the year. I don't care what anybody says. Schaefer's made the point. That's the biggest game of the year. If we lose get week one, which we have three of the four years, it's got for us tenure. And the only one that we've won was against South Alabama. And we had four out of our five touchdowns defensively. It's the biggest thing. We got to get past week one and we're national spotlight because we're Nebraska, just like last year when we had no business being in that spot, Dublin, Ireland, 1130 AM kick Northwestern. Um, I think we start shaky and then fill in. Like what? A, usually what, it's the opposite. Sorry, but like, what a fucking, I, I don't know whose idea this was or when this happened, but like, you, we talked about the week one issues and you finally get week a, zero, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You get a week zero opportunity with a dog shit team to go piss pound them, but we're just going to add a little incentive to it. Let's just go play this thing in Ireland. That won't be a distraction or it at all to this. Nebraska, the last four years have had three games like this that have been canceled last year. It's supposed to be this in Illinois in Ireland. The year before, it was supposed to be NIU in Sol- at Soldier Field. Like they're, They are the king of bringing Nebraska to these destination games because they know people will go. So we'll see. But I think Nebraska piss pounds this team, in all honesty. I, I hope. I mean, I'll really, like I said, I have should. no idea. They honestly should. I mean, as far as like if you're matching town against town. Northwestern doesn't bring in that many guys. They return pretty much the same team. I don't think Kalinsky's good at quarterback. I think he's terrible. I saw it last year. He played the entire game versus Nebraska. He's awful. They had one drive that they were pretty good on, and it was because wide receivers were making absolute dime cuts against their DBs. But really, I think Nebraska rolls in this game. Um, I'll say 38-13. to 13. Like I don't, I just think that one is the biggest game. Um, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, kind of the same story. Um, I learned something interesting last week. So Kyle Van Treese played quarterback at Buffalo. I'm going and jumping forward to the Georgia Southern. 
Kyle Van Trees played quarterback at Buffalo last year. He is now transferred and plays at Georgia Southern. So it'll be their quarterback's second time playing in Lincoln in two years. So that one will be a little interesting there. I think he sucks balls. His highlight of the game was an 82-yard pooch punt. So I'm okay with that. I think Georgia Southern's pass defense might be worse in the country next to my alma mater high school. So I think Nebraska rolls that game probably 44-10, 44-7, kind of like Fordham last year. And then North Dakota, same story. I think there'll be a standout. I know a couple of kids that went to my alma mater high school that play at North Dakota that are pretty excited to play, but I think they'll get a rude awakening because it's the first game in Lincoln. So I think Nebraska rolls in that game too. I'll say they put up 52, 52 to 10, 52, 14, something, somewhere in that range. Um, but we have to get out to a hot start in both those games. Then comes the big one, what everybody expects um, to be college game day, Oklahoma at Nebraska. It's the first time in Scott Frost four years outside of his first game ever that I've seen ticket prices there. 285, 290 bucks per ticket that you're seeing for this game. Um, only reason I got mine is through work. So it's going to be an absolute madhouse. Even for an 11 a.m. game, it's going to be big noon kickoff. So Joel Klatt, Gus Johnson. I don't know if we see enough from Oklahoma to have an idea of how this is going to go. Um, because last year, Nebraska rolls in to Norman, a 22-point underdog, and loses by seven. So, and we should have won that game, to be honest. I could have said that about every game last year. But I like Nebraska to win that game, 24-20 in Lincoln. I just think the home crowd comes into effect. Nebraska's 4-0. Um, Indiana, homecoming, night game. Going to be an absolute madhouse. Um, I sucks. believe they're going to wear the alternates that they dropped last that last game, which we always play well on those. Stupid little stat. Um, the only time we've lost wearing alternates is to Indiana, which is the scariest part. Uh, so I like Nebraska to win that game. Score 38-24. Um, I don't think Indiana is very good. I think Indiana had their year. We talked about them a ton last year, falling off the table like they did. Rutgers, Friday night game in Piscataway. Um, 6 p.m. game on a Friday. I think that Rutgers game is weird, just like we played them a couple years ago and won when we were absolutely had no business being on the field with anybody. This was back in 2018. We beat them by 10 there. Um, I think just because we get off to such a hot start that we end up winning that game, but it's much closer than people think like a 31 21. Then comes the, the tougher part of the schedule. So right now I have Nebraska sitting at six and oh. a lot of people think a lot of this team's going to go six and six. So that tells you kind of the story of what their schedule set up. Like at Purdue, I get it. Purdue's not supposed to be as good as they were last year, but Nebraska was very good against Purdue last year with minus a, a pick six from Martinez and loses by, again, seven points. I think Nebraska wins in West Lafayette, but I have no idea because we don't know anything to expect from Purdue, and I have a new Nebraska team on my hands. So <laughs> the schedule, I mean, the score, I don't know. 31-26, maybe. And we could get beat. We could very well get beat in that game. Illinois, that's a revenge game. Lincoln's going to be rocking. They they ruined our year last year with all the hype we had going into it. So I think Nebraska takes care of business there pretty handily. Um, I'll say like a 38 to 10 game or 38, nine, something weird. Minnesota, Nebraska and the hype of PJ Fleck owning Scott Frost back in 2018 Frost first year, we were terrible. We were owned six and we ended up with two wins. And one of them was a 60 point put out against Minnesota in Lincoln. And it's a little bit of a revenge game too there. Cause I remember last year, 
super viral videos came out of it. We lose there. I was in Arkansas, so I didn't actually watch the play of this game live. Um, I think Nebraska wins that game. I don't know. Minnesota is supposed to be pretty good again this year. So it'll depend upon that. If injuries at this point late in the year, you got to look at. So it really, if we're healthy, I don't know. I think Nebraska wins a close one, 35, 38, something like that. And it, it, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I'm at first to admit it. Um, right now, I have Nebraska sitting at eight wins. I don't know. I don't think I've, I don't think I've heard a score Nine. prediction from you less than 30 for the Nebraska <laughs> well, offense. Nebraska, Nebraska averaged 32 <laughs> points a game last up. year. Light Nebraska up. averaged 32 points a game last year. They have more <laughs> offensive weapons. There's no reason not to put them there. Okay, this is where we get more realistic. Nebraska at Michigan. I think Michigan beats us. Um, last year, I think, didn't really tell the story. I think Lincoln was more of a factor in that game than anything. Uh, their running back room still stacked, so I think Michigan beats us 41-21, but with a lot of more national spotlight on than people think because at that point I have Nebraska being that that good. Wisconsin and Nebraska, another one. I don't know. Nebraska should have beat them last year. Lost by seven. Should have been a PI on the last play of the game. There's, I could say that about every team that I've named. Um, I gave them in, in when I wrote this down, I gave Nebraska the benefit of the doubt. I said 24 20, Nebraska wins. And then the last game of the year, no clue. No clue. Nebraska should have won that game last year. Their special teams play away from doing so. Um, they couldn't drive down and score. Logan Smothers threw possibly the worst football pass in the history of football to end the game. Threw a pick to absolutely nobody but an Iowa defender. Um, sort of a Martinez fashion play. I'm, I I think every guess is going to be the same on this game. I'll say Nebraska 24 to 21. 27, <laughs> 24. You pick a three-point spread, you're going to hit it. So that's what I'll say. 11 and 1. That's my prediction. I wrote it down. Sound, I stood by it. You sound ready to be fucking yeah. devastated. <laughs> I do that. I told you. I drink the Kool-Aid. I build myself up. I wake 11, up early, watch game day, and we lose. 11, 11 and 1. That would definitely what be I said. Jesus. I, That'd be Big Ten West see, champions. Go play Fed, Ohio State for a Big Ten If we, be, if we beat Oklahoma, I don't see us losing the next four games if we beat Oklahoma. I can't see it. Biggest so, one, so, I still stand by this Northwestern. But if we beat Oklahoma, there's no way we lose to Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue, and Illinois. So if Nebraska wins the Big Ten West, what's the score of the championship game against Ohio State? Ooh, 52 10. 52 10 Ohio State. I see that. I think once you get to Purdue, I think it's trickier than you think. I think the at Purdue game is going to be. That's what I said. I know I said that's a very losable game, but Purdue did lose a lot of guys. And so I don't know what that team's going to be like. I gave us the benefit of the doubt. I agree, though, Shaver. You're right. That's a very losable game. You both don't want to hear this, but I genuinely like Minnesota this year. And I'm not a PJ Fleck guy. I like Minnesota this year. I think they're, they bring back a lot of talent. Um, and I think they could win eight, nine games, to be completely honest. Nebraska should have won that game last year, too, though, Shafe. Nebraska got stopped three times <laughs> inside the 10 yard line we, for we no points. We understand that. But, like, okay, there's three and nine, and you said you could have won nine games last year. There's I mean, always a lot of, there's always Nebraska, a lot of games that you should have won. Like, I understand, like, yes, the game was 15. No, not every, won. not like last year. Last year, there was 15 plays. There's a video on YouTube, 15 plays from Nebraska being 12 and 0. Like, if you take out those plays, the game, the, the score in Nebraska wins by one at least every time. <laughs> 
<laughs> you say that, but there's not a lot of teams that go three and nine that you could take 15 if, plays flat and I, transfer. It could be. It could be like if Iowa State had 24 plays go right, they could have been in the title game. Like you can pick just, a number of plays, like. I think that no, not that short of a number of plays for a three and nine team. We're not talking about being in the title game, but like, but I think that's more of a concern than like, than it is a good thing to talk about. I think it's 12 of the 15 were special teams. Special teams lost us the game against Oklahoma, lost us the game against Michigan state, lost us the game against Iowa. That's three. That's the difference. That's a bowl eligibility difference with, with special teams plays. Like it's such a if you go back and look at the Big Ten statistics, Nebraska is statistically higher than seventy eight percent of the conference in every category. It just didn't finish. It's just like what we said. It's so it's such a hard team to analyze, and I have no idea because it's like a new one. So that's my prediction. I'll, I'll say it's it's high. It's way up there. But gonna, I'm, I'm ready to be hurt. I'm ready to be hurt. We we got a lot of uh, stones thrown our way if things go south on this podcast. <laughs> we're gonna get a lot of heat. Take shots. Uh, I I I will take it. But <laughs> I drink the Kool Aid. I'm I'm a Nebraska fan. It's it's about it. Nebraska received an AP vote, by the way. Oh boy, let's talk about the Hawks. I got questions about the Hawks. I yeah. So lots of questions. Looking at. Iowa from afar, you're going to basically get a team that is going to be really, really good on defense to elite defensively. I mean, they bring back uh, one of the best linebackers in the Big Ten, probably another top five linebacker in the Big Ten. You have a pass rush that wasn't solid last year, but it has another year under its belt. They've brought in recruits uh, that usually Iowa doesn't get and like Shane Graves and pieces like that. That's going to be the issue. Can they cause havoc? Because defensive uh, backfield is going to be unreal again. Uh, losing Hankins hurt, losing Belton hurts, but you saw plenty of action last year when like Riley Moss went down. Uh, so the defensive backs and the linebackers are going to be unreal. That's going to be, I mean, that's Iowa, a really good defense. So you look at that, uh, that's a top defense. The offense is a top 120 defense or offense. So it's the same thing as last year. You now lose a playmaker in Tyler Goodson, but you have LaShawn and Gavin Williams at running back who I don't think are going to blow you away. They're going to be good down backs that uh, get the job done. They're not going to do anything flashy. I don't know if they'll break anything open, but it all comes down to quarterback play. Can Peters take a step forward? Does he stay the same? How quick is uh, – are we pulling the trigger to go to Padilla or even LaBoss? Like, that's the whole thing. If we can get good to – if we get average to good reason this team can't win 10 games again, if you get what you got last year or even worse, I mean, you could literally legitimately win only five or six games. Like it's a high floor, low ceiling or low, low floor, high, high ceiling. ceiling. I think. Yeah. There you go. Words are hard. It's made us a lot uh, it yeah, is hard for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's simply going to come down to can quarterback room improve. There's no reason it shouldn't. I mean, you move Brian Ferentz from offensive line to the quarterbacks. He's now every day with those quarterbacks in his offense. If you don't see improvement, it's not always the kid. It could be the coach as well. So I think there's a lot of changes coming. If, it, if we see issues like we did last year or the last couple of years for that aspect, uh, truly if you just look at what Iowa does is they make teams lose games. They force teams to lose games. They force teams into positions where they feel pressured and they buckle. I mean, you've seen it from every team that's ever walked into Kinnick or any team that's ever played Iowa's had that happen to them. 
uh, i.e. special teams that are ranked in the top five every year. They block punts. They punt. Uh, force That's the key. Drive 90 yards. You play a, such a basic defense that it's so sound that there's not a lot of holes in it, and quarterbacks get greedy or they get, you know, dumb passes. It happens all the time. So it is a little bit of, you know, people being stupid against Iowa, but, like, you're dumb because we forced you into that situation. So it, it is – Definitely going to be an interesting year. The aspect of, like I said, can Petrus get better? I don't know. If if he doesn't, how quick do you go to Padilla? What if Padilla is not the answer? Do you go back to Petrus or do you give the young gun a shot? You fire your fucking offensive like, coordinator. Stop giving him a chance. They're not going to do that mid-year. That would be a post. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he – Right. If the crappy part is, is if he, you know, doesn't do very well on Ferentz one. Does that then push Ferentz out the door too and just say, like, I was going to retire here soon anyway. This feels like a good time, you know, family-wise. Who knows, you know? That would yeah. just be a weird offseason. But where the a lot of the things need to come is how can you get the ball to your playmakers on offense? Keegan Johnson, Arlen Bruce, these guys need to touch the football a ton. Two really good freshmen that got a lot of reps last Regani. year. Yeah, Regani's solid. No Charlie Jones, no Tyrone Tracy. Both move transferred to Purdue, which hurts. Those are two guys that you had in the slot that made a lot of plays. They also, or Charlie Jones is also responsible for kicking punt returns, which he was really, really good at that. So there are holes, but I think it's just let's get in a rhythm. Let's go back to what we do really well. As long as we can run the football well, unlike we did last year, if we could run the football well, come off of it. I think that's the key. The offensive line's got to be solid better than it was last year. The running backs have just got to be able to take care of the football. We've got to be able to run the football every single week. So I think this team could legitimately win the West. It could also have a seven-win year, and we go back to everybody laughing about, oh, it's the same Iowa team that goes seven and five every year, which is not three years. So I just want to see this team improve. I think if you pulled the fan base, I think it's a very optimistic year, oddly enough, even with the issues on offense hold the nation i don't think anybody's high on them really i think maybe like one or two people who put out stuff are high on them everybody else is just kind of throwing them so that's kind of where i see everything i don't know what you guys see or have questions on but that's kind of where i see everything at uh i think it's a very bright future for iowa unbelievable recruiting classes last two years working on another good one so future's bright but right now it's kind of the bigger deal to me at least it's got to go up do you feel like Iowa's offensive problems could somewhat be solved if they utilized more athletic weapons? Like, I feel like Iowa does this drive the ball down the field, you know, run here, run here, tight end dump, run, tight end dump, maybe a downfield. But like when I saw them have success in big plays last year, like Penn State, for example, Petrus rolls out, throws the ball downfield to Laporta. Laporta's their leading wide receiver. He's back. He's a tight end, right? And then you have those offense, you have those offensive weapons of Keegan Johnson and Reganey. Throw to those guys. Let them make plays more often because yeah. I feel like everything's so dump off, dump off, one yard, one yard. Ah, oh, we got a punt again. Yeah, that's where sure. I was great. That's what it's, they do, it's, though. It's kind of we've we've built this aspect of two and three star guys and building on them, and so we're never most the most athletic. I think they would definitely benefit out of the two freshmen with Bruce and Johnson, very athletic dudes. You saw them make a ton of plays you haven't seen from my receivers in a long time. But yeah, if you can get them, if you, you can, can get them the football. Not necessarily in quick bubbles if you're not like quick swings. If we can get them the ball in the open field, in the middle of the field on a slant, we can get them in the ball five yards downfield on a quick out. Just get them the football. 
that would be huge. But our tight ends. There just got to be one. There has to be one point that has to flip to get Iowa's offense to a consistent scoring level. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that might be the key. You got to be able to run the football. You think so? I feel like they do that. I have to. Not very well last year. I mean, Goodson ran for a thousand yards, but it took him a ton of carries to do so. And every once in a while, there was one or two big runs, but it was you saw him get stopped or hit at the line of scrimmage way more than you ever see with an Iowa running back or an offensive line. I think that's a big question mark. But to go back to like your tight end point, our tight ends are so good every year. Every year they're so good. Laporta's got some of the nicest hands in the country. The dude can catch anything. You look back at like Hawk, Fant, Kittle. I mean, you can just run down that list. But they're used so much because how the pro style offense works. Positions to, uh, you know, catch balls downfield when people are sleeping on, expecting them to block. You get them in play action situations, and it just gashes teams. So that's what they do. Am I, but if you have a deep threat, like you're saying, changes the world. Changes the world. Am I wrong in saying that I think the offensive line needs a little step up because they were good last year, but not Iowa good, and that's so no, solely centered what Iowa does. They were not that good they last need year. to be better. Yeah, they have to be better. If they're not better, I mean, how do you improve a quarterback? How do you improve it as a play caller if you can't even block? You know what I'm saying? So if they yeah. take a step up, I think then you can really start to hold Ferentz and Peaches more accountable. You could hold them accountable last year, but you did have offense. And we were, well, I mean, just incredibly young. Yeah, but he's not in until January. He's a 2023 kid. Yeah. So he'll be there next year. He'll probably, he might jump right in and play. Yeah, red. I don't, they won't redshirt him, I don't think. But, there is there is a need for that to get better. And that's not something you'd ever see Iowa, like you're saying, have issues on. And they had issues on it last year. And so it's like, what the hell's going on? Like, are things all right in the room? Do we have enough guys? Did we, you know, blah, blah, blah down the line? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to step up. And there's a lot of aspects that's, of offense have to step up. Just the unit as a whole. That's all my questions. The only other comment I'd make about Iowa is I think the reason that they win those football games and put teams in those shitty positions to make mistakes, I think by far and away they're the best team in the country at replenishing and and dazzling, shining, and just spit-shining special teams. Like, they are so good on special teams. They make field goals. They had a couple last year that were they missed that I was shocked at, but, like, what's their pun- punter's name? Uh, Tory Taylor. Tory Taylor. That kid's a monster. He consistently, every time, puts fit teams in shit dick positions. That's where they're good. That's why they beat teams, special teams. And That's would, a big difference. I would also like to see them try to win games instead of trying not to lose games. I mean, you look at the Minnesota game last year where they had two opportunities to run the clock out, and they just didn't. Like, they could have just won the game right there. They're like, ah, we'll punt again. Penn State, we'll punt again. No, just go win the football game. Be a little more aggressive. Where did that go? Where did Casino Kirk go that we'd seen the last couple of years? Go win a game. Casino Don't Kirk. try not to lose a game when you literally have the opportunity to step on a team's throat, end it right there, and you back yourself on this team that could run the football, run the football, head for team for play action. Where's that at? I want to see that again. Schiffer, you were the one that said you had all yeah, these no, comments. I was, just, I was just like, guys, you just, I was letting everybody talk. Apparently, <laughs> Park said more about the Hawks than I pictured. Um, that was going to be the two – you guys kind of nailed it on the head that I was going to talk about. Number one was the offensive line. I didn't think the offensive line was that great, and now you're losing the best center in the country. So where do you go from there? Now we're going to talk about – it's kind of like um, Iowa State, almost similar. Like they're bringing back experience, but like experience doesn't always equal talent, and it's still young. I mean they have two or three sophomores on the offensive line, um, and it just has to be more. And it, mm-hmm. it may need another year or two. 
um, when that recruiting class gets in, but we'll see. And having Spencer, uh, no offense, but having Spencer Peters back there doesn't help a bad offensive line. So it's vice versa. I know you said it's like, well, the line doesn't help Petrus. Well, guess what? A bad young offensive line isn't going to be helping Spencer Petrus. I think that the linebacker, I will give Iowa its credit. I think they have a top five linebacking room in the country. I think that with all Jacobs, Campbell, and Benson all coming back, that's fucking terrifying. I think all three of those guys are spectacular around the ball. Um, the defensive line, we'll see. I mean, they return a little bit, so we'll see what happens. I'm sure it's it's Iowa. They'll replenish and they'll be fine. But the one little piece I think could be play a huge factor this year is replacing Caleb Shudak. Yes, Torrey Taylor is back, and he will always pin that defense back or pin that offense back, and the defense will do the rest of the work. But how many times did Caleb Shudak really give off Iowa a break last year? I mean, three points is better than zero. And you just weren't going to get points without him. Like you talked about, JP, they, were, they would rather punt in situations. Well, what are you going to do this year? You got a young kid. I don't even know. I was looking at it. They got a third walk on and then some guy who I think might have a little bit of experience. Uh, but, I mean, if they don't have a kicker and the offense is the same way it is last year. I mean, I thought of that Iowa State game, for instance. I mean – they get the ball off a bad turnover from Iowa State inside the 40, and they can't capitalize, but they still got a few points out of it. Shoot at yeah. how how different would that game be if you can't you don't if you don't have a kicking game? Yeah, so, this is this is something we've taken for advantage of and a lot for granted as an Iowa fan over the last eight, ten years. We've had really, really good kickers every year. Uh reports out of uh other scrimmages and spring game stuff. Uh the two kickers between them were 15 for 15 with a long of 55. Uh, in the scrimmage last Saturday. And so that's good to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, you don't know a kicker until he's kicking when it matters. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can hit 15 for 15 and Kinnick with nobody watching against the same guys you've been practicing with for months. But yeah, they are young. They are different. That is a big piece. I mean, we did take that for granted. I just want to see the offense maybe not put kickers in that position to where we like, holy crowd, you know, like, like we need here this. we go again. Yeah. We we, need I don't want to feel here. like I need this. Yeah. every other drive you know i want to be able to sustain things and give and that gives kickers confidence too. the more and more they're out there and they're kicking pats and they're kicking things like that like it gives kickers more and more confidence so uh, i it, yeah. i saw this stat and you you comment on this jp because it's just the never-ending conversation of is, is the offensive coordinator is it the quarterback room um they haven't had a quarterback throw for over 60 percent since i believe bethard and I mean, Bethard was just like a slight 61%. So I just, yeah, it's I don't know. I don't, I get it. Petrus is going in his third year now. He's seen it. But at some point, I think sometimes you just see the ceiling. And <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know where he could improve. Uh, probably accuracy, clearly. He can Throwing the ball downfield on target more consistently is the Decision biggest Decision making. Yeah, decision making, pocket shaving. presence. Like he's a lot to improve on. Uh, he's got a big shaving. Arm. Did Alan. you say shaving, Reese? Shaving that goatee. <laughs> Can't be an ugly quarterback on a good program. It just doesn't work. I was not known for the good looking. Yeah, I was going to say for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Bryce, but yeah. Bryce Young's pretty ugly. <laughs> I think he's the ugliest. Guy. Don't matter. He makes millions but he's, of dollars. But he, right yeah, but he's rich and a Heisman Trophy winner, so That's it doesn't true. matter anymore. <laughs> uh, but we can jump into the schedule and kind of go game by game. Uh, I know that we have some other things we want to get to. Okay. Schedule. Yeah. Looking at this schedule, this might be Iowa's toughest non-conference opponent base 
that I've seen in a while. South Dakota yeah. State's no walkover, and Nevada is no walkover. I don't care what anybody says, because Colorado State went into Kinnick last year and competed. Nevada might, is better than them. But anyway, uh, go ahead. Yeah, we'll start off with South Dakota State, who is a really, really, really good FCS program. Uh, that's going to be no pushover. That's not a UNI that knows everything we do, so that makes me feel better, but it is a team that's more talented than UNI. Uh, so, like, this over-under will probably be, like, 45. Iowa will probably 14 or something stupid. Uh Iowa State at home, I think this is a game where you get a team in Kinnick that uh, isn't experienced in Kinnick. You get, you're not going to just throw Deckers into the Wolves there. Uh, that's going to be a tough environment for him. I think that game is going to be 20 to 17, something stupid, a three, three points where just like, oh, my God, can somebody make a fucking play here? Like, that's what it's going to be. Uh, so I think you go 2-0. and oh. I don't think Nevada – I'm not high on Nevada this year personally. Uh I think they'll be okay, but they're not going to walk in and Kinnick and give us any scares. I think we'll be able to walk the football up and down on them, uh, especially defensively. I mean, it's going to be tough for them to do anything. Even if we're in close games, they're going to be, it's going to be hard to move the football. Uh, so they'll go three and zero there at Rutgers again, a, a game that you should just be able to bully teams. I mean, I was not going to blow a lot of teams out, but you should just be able to bully this team up and down the field. Uh, so you go four and zero with. Uh, coming into Kinnick on October 1st. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've gone back and forth this one a ton. I don't know how I feel about Michigan. Their quarterbacks don't scare me, but the ability on their offensive lines that were just be able to – that bullied us last year in a young defensive and offensive line is a little scary. Uh, but you do bring him into Kinnick in a situation where maybe big noon kickoff's there. Maybe it's game day. I mean, who I think there's two other – or other big games that week. Uh, but we'll – We'll give them an L. We'll give Iowa an L there. I'd just say maybe we just can't make a play in like the fourth quarter to really make a difference and that Michigan gets you by two, like 24-22 or something like that. Uh, so they're 4-1 and one, going to Illinois, who's going to be better. Brett Bielema is a solid coach. He's a good Big Ten coach. They'll be a lot, very improved. Uh, but that's not a game that Ferentz loses. Uh, so we'll give Iowa a win there. I think five here. Going into the horseshoe against Ohio State. Everyone thinks like this is probably like the biggest fucking Homer podcast of all time for all I've, three of us. I think completely reasonable. No, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, Ohio State into the shoe. I mean, you're just with an offense that has the spurts that it has and not, have no idea what we're going to be able to do on offense. Uh, it doesn't matter how good our defense is if we can't put up points. And now Ohio State defense is going to be way better with Jim Knowles calling the plays now. Uh, you're going to get your doors blown off there if you're not careful. So, 34-10. I think they get pounded there. Uh, Northwestern. Northwestern has always given us issues. Good news is Purdue's behind them. So uh, homecoming for Northwestern. I think you get Northwestern. I think a little – I don't think Northwestern is going to be near as bad as they were last year, but it's not a team that I'm scared of. So 27-10. I don't think Northwestern is going to produce much of an issue um, at Purdue. If you want to win the West, you have to beat Purdue at Purdue. I think they're going to be really good. I think O'Connell, you're going to have Toy or excuse me, <laughs> Tyrone Tracy's going to be there. Charlie Jones are bringing in the Hawkeyes to now their new home in West Lafayette. I mean, you can't put up a fucking turd like you did last year. Again, Iowa comes a little bit ready, uh, grabs that one. And last time we were in West Lafayette, you should have won the game too, and they had late fumbles and made no sense. So there's no way they do that three years in a row. Um, they'll grab a win against Purdue. Scani, uh, I'll be at this one for sure. Uh, I already got the tickets ready to rock. 
You're sitting now at six and two. Did I believe. You call Wisconsin Scani. Scani, yeah. <laughs> the hell, Scani. Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin Scani. Uh, you got it. I'm not scared of Graham Mertz. I am not scared of that offense. I am scared of Braylon Allen by himself. Uh, that running back is going to be one of the best in the country, if not. I think he'll be the best in the Big Ten, right? But right in front of Travion Henderson. I heard them debating the other day who was going to play running back at Wisconsin. Like, what are we talking about? It's Braylon, Braylon Allen's going to be the guy one yard line or the fucking one yard line. The opposite. If you're not line. giving him He's the football twenty five times a day, you're it's something. Especially True. Mertz is your quarterback. Uh, they lose a lot on defense, but they're in Iowa that literally reloads those spots. But they lose a lot of pass rushing. I see the issue. Um, I think we get him at home. If this is in Camp Randall, it's a different story. Uh, I think we get him at home, though, at Minnesota, Nebraska, last two games. Uh, I, I, I like Minnesota this year. I think they're going to be really solid. I hate him as a school. I hate P.J. Fleck and his tie-wearing ass and his quarter zip. Uh, but I, that's going to be a tough football game. Uh, shit. I mean, I think they lose one of the two between Minnesota and Nebraska. I think three is right where the Iowa will sit. Uh, yeah. I don't know which one they lose. Nine and three, they're going to lose at Minnesota or they're going to lose in Nebraska on Friday, that final week on Black Friday. I just don't – that's a hard four-game stretch, honestly. Nebraska has the uh, same murder row. Purdue, that is up three Minnesota, games. Nebraska. I mean, Wisconsin, at Minnesota, Nebraska. Good news is you get the two of the best teams out at home, but they'll go nine and three. They'll lose to Minnesota and Nebraska, flip a coin as to which one you want to lose because I wouldn't bat an eye if you said either one of them. If you said both of them, I'd be like – what the hell happened? Because I don't, I don't think Iowa loses at Minnesota and then comes back on Black Friday and loses that one. If they win at Minnesota, they're a little more vulnerable on that Friday. So three, is, I think, is where they sit. I think their season win total is at seven and a half, eight. Uh, so that's kind of reasonable. I mean, game, game and a half over it. But a lot of that depends on the offense. Like I was saying, like we could literally be six and six if the offense can't play. So uh, at nine and three, throw them into. I don't know, fucking cheese it bowl or something weird. Like that's what it's gonna be. So uh Big Ten West is possible. Big Ten West crown is possible, but you do draw Michigan and Ohio State for the other side, which hurts. So two losses doesn't necessarily get you to the Big Ten title always. So. Well, one of you fuckers has to be wrong. Or you both could be wrong and I could be right. And maybe Minnesota wins the Big Ten West. No, I'm just kidding. Probably not. But they could offense. They have Mo Ibrahim back who is very good. Uh, also one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. And Travion right side by side. I'd probably take Mo. So, uh, yeah, 9-3 is where I see them. That's kind of it for my wrap-up on what I think is going to happen that year uh, or this year. But I don't know how far we're into this. I know we had some really big topics coming up, Parks. It kind of – Yeah, I know. I, I sent a message in there. We're going to go straight to the AP talk. Okay. Um because yeah, I feel like that's necessary because it just dropped. Yeah. But we'll talk about the other things on the docket, which we will do later. We were going to do that's debatable, but we'll move that to uh, we're planning on doing a live stream coming up. So we'll move those to either that or the next episode. But yeah. we wanted to do and that's I debatable that, when we were going to rank tailgates. Yeah, the, that's debatable thing is going to be a very long. I think we could roll for that on a wall. So we can right. And we're already an hour and 10 minutes into this. So let's yeah. go to the AP talks. This is open floor now. The AP poll dropped. So if you haven't seen it, you're going to hear a lot about it because I feel like there are some big misses. I'm going to start with the top four. I'll just read them down really fast. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson in that order. I think yeah. Clemson has no business being here. 
see, I, I thought about that, like what you're saying. Baylor but, should be there. Uh, no. Why is Baylor not in the four spot? They returned the exact same team. We're probably better than Clemson last year. Because I believe that whatever you did last year should not matter at all in the preseason rankings. This isn't high school football where whoever won state, you just put a one through or like the G pack rankings or things like, like just put a one through 10. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think that Clemson's in a decent spot. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like their, their offensive issues were just as much as I was last year. They still won 10 games somehow. Uh, Cause that defense was unreal, but I think, they're fine at four, one, two, three. You could literally, I think that's universal across it, right? Like everybody has that top three. No, yeah, that's fine. So <laughs> I would say with Clemson, I mean, I think talent wise, they bring then, and that's what you do with this, right? Is like big names and talent. And I mm-hmm. think that Clemson has it. Uh, I like we've talked about it before. Uh, I mean, it just, it, they're one quarterback away from no doubtedly being in that four spot i mean that's that's simply all it is and i think that the talent is there because we've seen it from him so whether or not he proves it or not this year that's mm-hmm. another story but yeah i'm fine with them at four i'm gonna be honest they have the best defensive line in the country they are but you were high on them there. anyway i think there i think if you want to talk about a little too high i think notre dame's a little too high at five to start the year uh i also think that oklahoma with its question mark at nine is a little yeah. close uh, give them their brother. Oklahoma I'm State surprised. What? Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, USC as low as it is. I figured they'd get a little more love. And I also really thought that. Oh, where'd they go? 19. Arkansas was going to get a little more love. I know they play in the West. Oh, yeah. and they have the whole thing. I thought they're going to get more love too because a lot of people are high on Arkansas and they just play in the SEC West with AM and Alabama and Auburn and LSU. So uh, those are the three the I was biggest. Like, interesting. The biggest three movements were, um, one, obviously Clemson going from 14 mm-hmm. to end the year to four, yep. or Oregon dropping from 22 to 11, and then um, obviously this was kind of expected, Cincinnati going from four, dropping to 23rd. Can I make Cincinnati's it? understandable. Yes. Cincinnati will end the season unranked. No, I, I was oh, going to go. I, I, was I agree. Go that here, here are your unranked. Here will be your unranked teams in the AP top 25 to start the year. Uh, to end the year, you mean? Yep. Oklahoma okay. State. And you can jot okay. these down. Oklahoma State, Arkansas. I'll, I'll mark a clip. Kentucky Oki State? You don't think yeah. close the year in top 25? No. I don't think they, they – Why are you saying that like they haven't won 10 games the last 10, seven years? They'll go 8-4. They're going to go 8-4. 8-4 four. will get you 23rd or 24th in a good conference, though. <laughs> well, we'll see how the Big 12 goes. Um, Arkansas. are going 11-1. Facts. Okay, Arkansas. <laughs> I disagree with Arkansas because they play such a tough schedule that they win eight games. That's ahead. fair. I should take that back because I did have their over, right? Um, yeah, Oklahoma State, Arkansas. Wake Forest should be on there. Yes, I yes. Think Wake, Wake Forest, Wake Forest is out. Yep, that was the other Especially one. Especially with the um, news with Hartman, man. With Hartman, you just don't yep. know, man. You just don't know. I don't know if there's any more. Um, Cincinnati, like you said. Yeah, Cincinnati. Right? I mean, that's a good I feel like – you got to say USC could be right. Like I thought. See, I was thinking about them, but I think Pitt is a Penn danger two too. Will keep them in. USC like is only Pitt, fourteen because yeah. they're USC. Yeah, I like Pitt, but they are dangerous as well. I think uh, Houston will win the American. I think they'll be in the top twenty. I think they're the best team in the American. Uh, you might see uh, BYU jump up these ranks as well throughout the year. Obviously, we'll jump into this next week as well. But I mean. 
they're I don't know if Ole Miss is gonna be ranked. I mean, they might only win seven games. So I think they're over under seven and a half. Uh, uh Kentucky. Kentucky Kentucky can be out. Yeah, I don't know. Like that that's a weird team to read again this year because they are in the E. But like like Louisville's no a non conference game is no pushover. Like they're in a tough spot, I think. So maybe you see a Tennessee jump into these rankings. Maybe you see uh a Nebraska, Wisconsin, see, and Iowa. Get, Somebody get from the West, you're gonna get one or two in there. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that one of the biggest jumps. How about AM unranked to sixth? That's all hype on recruiting classes <laughs> yeah. that are supposed yeah. to pan out. So we'll see all that happens. I think same the thing as USC, Miami yeah. are also unranked into the top 25. Biggest winner of this poll that people are probably overanalyzing and freaking out about the new Big 12. You yeah, have like, one, yeah, two, the last three, uh, uh, let's see, five. four, five, five. Yep. Five and three of them aren't even in the conference yet. Yep. Oh, I bet the Big 12 homers are loving that. They're like, we don't need Oklahoma and Texas. We got Cincinnati and Houston. Jordan, you're saying it, not me. You're saying it, not me. Oh, keep my comments stuff. to myself. We can't. That's we can't. good stuff. It's like politics with me talking about the Big 12. Yeah. I'm not going to – I just can't get into That's it That's right good now. stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, let's let's push the other two things because we'll we'll roll on those for a little bit. I think we can have good comments on those. Okay, so you heard about – all of our teams, which we talked about forever. Um, however, we had to mention the AP Top 20. That uh, I'd give them a 10 on me. You'll see us slash and bash the AP a couple weeks. Before the college football playoff rankings come out, we just bash that poll because most of the writers are pushovers and don't actually know what they're talking about. Very true. Um, okay. So things I feel like Reese has not talked a lot. So how are you doing over there, Reese? What's your takeaways? Just happy, fun time? I'm just happy. I'm just happy to hang out, man. Boys, <laughs> we could talk about lines next week. I don't think. I, we, yes. I think we're. For, I think we're Ooh. fucking forgetting about that. we we can talk about lines, lines next, next week. week. They're already out, but like we yeah. jump into according, it. Next week. Yeah. According to Parks, week, the Nebraska go. twelve and a half is a fucking lock. Dial, dial that <laughs> in. <laughs> um, okay. That wraps up everything. That was fun. Uh, this is going to be a very – I'm sure we're going to hear some feedback from at least te some text messages about what we said today, especially against each other's teams and what we said about our own. Uh, but it was fun. So follow us on social media. Uh, pretty much wrapped up everything for our own teams. You'll hear us blice and dice and say, I could talk about this forever throughout the entire year. Um, but we covered the basis of the preseason stuff. Um, congratulations to Nebraska, 2022 preseason <laughs> champions, co-champions with USC again. Hey, they, uh, they, re they received one vote from the AP. So, yep, that, they shouldn't be three and nine to they, a vote. The greatest team ever. One vote. Damn right. Better than zero. Uh, <laughs> okay. That was fun. Let's uh, come back again and do it again next week. But be on the lookout for some content. Thanks for listening. And we already know it's playing us out. So, see you next time. Yeah, life, life is the only thing we need They need me to go, but I don't wanna leave Rest in peace, little kid Fuck a pigeonhole, I'm a night out, it's a different mode I'ma have to make a paint of six on a pinky toe Heard you with a shooting guard, just let a nigga know I would have your court side, not the middle row All good love in a minute though 
I can't stress about no bitch cause I'm a timid soul Plus I'm cooking up ambition on the kitchen stove Pot start to bubble, see the suds, that shit good to go Whole sound suave, but I can't get recold Bro, think he John Wayne, I bought them yellow stones Love the way they hang, babe Fuck the silicone, everybody fake now You could crack the code, bust down everything Setting rose gold, dread talking to you niggas Like I'm J. Cole, I could tell her head good Before I even know, bitch don't tell me that you model If you ain't been involved Gotta throw a party for my day ones They ain't in the studio, but they'll lay some Rest in peace to Drama King, we was straight stunned Y'all don't like the way I talk, niggas say something Gotta throw a party for my day ones Pull up and you know it's us, the bass jumping Y'all don't like the way I talk and say something In my face, nigga Gotta throw a party for my day ones They ain't in the studio, but they'll lay some Rest in peace, the drama king We was straight stunned If I let my nigga 21 tell it, you a pussy Spin a block twice like it ain't nowhere to park Smack the back side of his head like he barked OVO for well, we come out when it get dark Big stepper, he came in the rose, but he left in the stretcher Let my brother drive while I shoot team effort Bitch, you must thank you, Nadeska. The chopper like the fill on all the options of molester. I be with my gun like Rose be with lemon pepper. She wanna hear some Afro beats, cause she just popped a Tesla. All that working out, that nigga must think he a wrestler. But this ain't UFC, this chopper came with a compressor. This chopper came with a compressor. This chopper came with a. This Glock 45 came with a switch. If I was Will Smith, I would've slapped him with a stick. Put your hands in the air, it's a sticker. Spin the same hood where I get my dicks up. If you standing on business, put your blick up. Come around acting scared, get your shit tucked. Fell in love with feeling dizzy, so I spizz in. I got mad love for the boy, yeah, that's my twizzing. If them niggas keep on dissing, slide a giz in. We the reason why the ops ain't got no frizzing. Last nigga played with me, got turned up. I ain't even roll him in the wood, cause he musty. You ask how she doing, I just tell her, come and fuck me. Shot his ass 20 times. Damn, this nigga lucky. Damn, that nigga lucky. Gotta throw a party for my day ones. They ain't in the studio, but they'll lay some. Rest in peace, the drama king. We was straight stunned. Y'all don't like the way I talk, nigga. Say something, say something, say something, say something.